0: Hey, it is seven minutes after 11 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. We just turned the radio on. The last uh, segment of the program, we're talking about Alec Baldwin uh, and how he irresponsibly handled those firearms. It it is, I think, accurate to charge him with uh, manslaughter. Uh, I'm not sure what the punishment should be, but it is reckless to point a gun at anybody. Uh, And I, you know, part of my living is made talking about and showing guns. Uh, and I would never point it. And you couldn't hand me one. I don't care who you are. My, my mother couldn't hand me a gun and say, just go ahead and uh, point it at somebody and pull the trigger. It's okay. No. The gun's always loaded. You'd never point it at anything you don't want to kill or destroy. Uh, that said, uh, his armor is also responsible. In a minute or so, uh, we're going to chat about um, th- this uh transgender song and dance that the uh, city of Columbia subjected some kids to. But before I do that, let me get one last call on Alec Baldwin. It would be Mary Beth. Mary Beth, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Hi, Gary. Um, I just wanted to to mention that early on when the story first broke, uh, the Alec Falden story first broke, I heard that the actors had been doing target practice on break and that's why the revolver was loaded. I only heard it a couple times then I didn't hear any more about it. So I have no idea if that's true or if or if, or if he took part in the practice at all, but it may, it may explain it and maybe they hushed it up for reasons of culpability
0: could very well be I hadn't heard that uh but there should I, mean, not I just heard
1: it a couple times early on and then I didn't hear it anymore it, it, they never said it again
0: Yeah I, haven't I, any, I have not heard anymore. i not I'm not denying that it you know that you did that you heard it I'm just saying I hadn't heard yeah. it Yeah All right Mary yeah. Beth thank you glad to have you on yeah. the Gary Nolan show Um all right uh, so we brought in the news god uh, Brian Houseworth is with us uh Zimmer Radio and uh, apparently the uh, Attorney General for the state of Missouri was on with Brandon Rathert this morning uh, talking about this uh, incident last last that happened last week
2: Brian good morning yeah, good morning Gary. He was he joined uh, Brandon and our team live on wake up mid Missouri and he was as fired up as i 've ever heard him. Um, this morning on the show. So I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. I know you're going to have a lot of follow-ups and there's just so much information here, people weighing in and people disputing what folks are, are saying. So the first thing I want to mention is I have a couple of detailed stories up on our website, 939 com. We have the full interview up there that Hannah posted today with the Attorney General from this morning. And I, that's encourage everybody to take a look at that. And I know, Gary, we can talk in detail about what he said. We also have the political perspective from the governor and the attorney general slamming CPS in the city and why the mayor is defending this and Councilman Wayne are really taking shots at the governor. That story's up on 939theEagle.com. And then we also have Dr. Yearwood's uh, letter that he sent out to the governor and copied all the CPS personnel, uh, employees, and parents, 939theEagle.com. I wrote extensively about that. Uh, as well. So just in a nutshell um, from this morning's interview, and then we can kind of talk in detail if you'd like about some of the different, because there's really a different in, difference in perspective is a, exactly what happened, who knew what, et cetera. But the attorney general made it very clear today, um, uh, Gary, during that live interview, that from his perspective, the city of Columbia and CPS both Possibly and likely, in his words, violated uh, a couple of state laws. And the one that he cited, and I've pulled it up, is is one seventy point zero one five. And I'm not a lawyer, but I've pulled it up, and 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 I I believe he's talking here about sexual harassment and things like that. But basically, he's saying, and, and it is in detail what public schools are and aren't allowed to present to minors on the top of a sex. And he says transporting students to a drag show likely runs afoul of the statute. I did ask him, I said, what if, you know, because my understanding is the superintendent in his letter said he didn't know uh, outside of a few things you know, what the agenda was, and he said even if that's the case, in his words, the attorney general says that is willful negligence and suggested there's a violation of the law, says all options should be on the table. The attorney general called on parents to show up at the next Columbia School Board meeting uh, to testify, and i said i i actually i tried to pin him and i know brandon did as well and i said are you suggesting that the superintendent be prosecuted and his response was all options should be on the table so it was pretty powerful the superintendent clearly disputes what the attorney general is saying and the attorney general is not happy with the superintendent's letter so just a lot of back and forth and i have a feeling there'll be some hearings on this at the capitol as well gary well, I think it's pretty outrageous.
0: you know we keep missing the forest for the trees. The government has no business having that meeting uh in the first place at taxpayer expense uh, It just isn't their job to promote diversity it is uh it is to you know educate the children if it's the schools uh or or you know collect the garbage if it's the city but um what what did the uh what, are the, what was the governor's response? What did he say?
2: Well, what the governor said is that uh, th- this is what the governor said. The governor weighed in on this, which actually even made it more of a statewide story. He tweeted on Friday that CPS parents, Gary, were not clearly informed of the program's content. So we've heard that from other parents as well. Some knew that there was going to be a diversity event, but several said they didn't realize it was going to be, you know, drag queens or three drag queens that performed. We've also heard from other people that the drag queens didn't know children were going to be in the audience. Now, uh, again, and they probably didn't know until they got there is what we were told. The governor is saying adult performances are not diversity. Councilwoman Andrea Weiner very much takes exception uh, to what the governor said about that today. And she said that basically the governor knows what he is doing, knows what he's saying here. And she kind of took him to task um, for for. His comments, and I did uh, actually. Here's here's what she said. I, I pulled up the tweet. She said, "This is Andrea Weiner talking about the the governor just said. She said that to characterize a three song, eight thirty a.m. drag set as adult performers is incredibly dangerous. You know what you're doing here, and that, my guy, is what is unacceptable." End of quote. So she is taking the governor to uh, to task here. The governor standing by. He says CPS. Is needs to focus on math, teaching reading, writing, science, and history, and should not be doing this uh the mayor is defending it mayor barbara buffalo she says drag is a cross-cultural art form with a long and rich history that is fun and encourages self-expression and from her perspective gary we've had hate crimes against drag show locations and performers committed elsewhere she said she and others wanted to reaffirm that columbia is a community that supports all so that's again so well so she's saying it's okay to take tax
0: dollars out of individuals pockets To support her cause
2: of diversity for transgenders. Yes, basically, yes. And the reason for that is she says there's been hate crimes against drag show locations elsewhere, and she wanted to make sure everyone knew Columbia is a warm community accepts all again i'm quoting what she's saying um on that perspective now this in cps's defense this event was organized the city has gary they have a uh, office of cultural affairs so some of our listeners didn't realize that but the city does have an office of cultural affairs and that office actually organized this event And yearwood in his letter basically says they were limited the, the cps was limited to just kind of some readings if you will um and they had to do with uh with mlk and uh in in battling bigotry and things like that so um you know 30 years they've done this i know there was a wnba star that spoke as well the media used to in local stations television radio print we all used to cover this a lot more it's harder and harder with smaller staffs, I'm basically by myself in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm on the air, so I could not go. And one one of the challenges I know I have faced, and I'm sure other reporters, is, to the best of my knowledge, no media was there. It's just a very tough time of the morning to get out to cover anything. So we're really relying on People that, you know, when we're not there. And I never like to do that. But again, different perspectives. Governor wasn't there. But again, some of the other people weighing in on the other side weren't there as well. But they did hear from a number of parents. And there is one big discrepancy here, and that is this the CPS, the school district, is saying they only received two complaints from parents. We've received, obviously, several um, that called in during uh, Randy's show the other night on Friday. But Caleb Browden, the Senate majority, Senate to President Pro Tem, former majority leader, he is saying his office has been inundated with calls and emails from parents, upset parents over this. Senator Nick Schroer wants hearings. Um, and again, that ultimately will be up to Senator Koenig who chairs that committee, but, uh, there will be, it appears to be a meeting this week between Senator Rowden and Dr. Yearwood. That is what, uh, Caleb Rowden told me they're working to organize that for this week. Cause he says he wants answers on this. But, um, if people want to read that statute, here's what they can do, Gary. And again, I'm not an attorney, but type into your browser 170, da- 170 period zero one five rs mo and you can actually see the, it's it's one page it's one page but i think is there can, a link
0: at nine three nine the eagle.com
2: i'll put one up on that i'll i'll add it here because i again he's citing three of them but this one i wanted to read it first but yes i I'll, I'll get up a link as soon as we get off the air on my earlier story um and some of this wouldn't apply some of this has to do with charter schools abortion um some other stuff that I don't need to mention. Sexual predators uh, online. Talking about cyber crimes and stuff. But there are some categories here that, that, according to the Attorney General, would apply here, so people can take a look at that. But this story continues to um, to to go on, and the Attorney General was fired up. He actually stayed for two segments, and we've posted that full interview, 93.9TheEagle.com. Uh, but according to him, all options are on the table. He also says he thinks some people need to resign. Well, where... Did- why would a city the size of Columbus... Why
0: would any city have a cultural... Uh-
2: attaché or whatever you want oh. the office of cultural affairs yeah um it is a it is a priority i i know for uh, well has been for city officials to have that i think it's a small office we don't hear too much about that office and i cover the state of the city every year in various events you really don't hear too much about it but that is the office i can tell you for sure that did work on, now there were others involved uh, on the committee, but that, that, org, that, that it's the city, it really was the city's event through this Office of Cultural Affairs. Mizzou Athletics had some people there in the audience as well. Um, not sure they knew what was going on. And, and clearly, like I said, we've had calls that said the drag queens did not know that there would be children in the, in the audience. Yeah, but-, but see, here's the big picture is
0: Cultural affairs. There should be no office in the mayor in the city of Columbia for cultural affairs. That's not their job. Pick up the damn garbage is their job. Um, Culture should have nothing to do with, you know, what the government's doing. They took taxpayer dollars, put this show together, purposely, I think, kept some people in the dark about who was performing. uh, and, And they need to be held accountable. They really do. All right. I'm up against the clock, buddy. I do appreciate your being with us. People can go to 939theeagle.com and uh, you will post uh, the appropriate links, and you've got the stories up there. Yeah.
2: Stories are up, and I'll, I'll add that one link. But, Gary, thank you so much, sir. All right. Thank you, Brian. It.
0: All right. Up against the clock. Quick break. We will be back. It's the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I talked last week about something that I might do. I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this, but I will explain to you where I stand next. 24 minutes after 11 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Um, I pointed out that um, we shouldn't even have a cultural affairs office in in the mayor in the city. For what? How is that? These are people who can't collect the damn garbage, and they're going to run a cultural affairs department for crying out loud. That's a stupidest waste of your money I have ever seen. Um, but adi- additionally, the fact that the schools are as crappy as they are, and I believe they are, I really do, I-, I want you to be able to get your kids out of government schools. So I got a message from a friend of mine because I said, maybe I'll start a nonprofit. profit I am sure we could get together a nonprofit and raise money and help people to homeschool their kids or take them out of government schools. And I, by the way, put up at GaryNolan.com uh, a homeschool link that you might want to use to get your kids out of government schools. But I got a message from a friend of mine, a guy uh, whom I respect, um, and he said there is something that already exists, and he wants you know he he, he thinks maybe we can work uh, to make this happen. And I am tempted t- to do just that because uh, you know we really do have to get these kids. You need opportunities. You've got to find a way to get your kids out of government schools, and maybe we can just you know, make that happen. But here's the here's the deal. Uh, I believe, and I have not had a chance to talk to this friend of mine, that this uh, gives money to parents who want to put their kids in Christian schools. And I don't object to that, but I don't want it to be exclusively Christian schools. I, and I'm not sure how to... Uh, how to go through this uh, to make it work the way I want it to what I want is for parents to be able to get their kids an education uh, from outside the government but I don't want them to take the money and then go to some progressive private school I don't want to limit people to just Christian schools either so I'm kind of up in the air um, I'd like to talk to you. Uh, invite you to Columbia Christian Academy. I th- I think this is uh, uh, a Christian group, and I don't have a problem with that. I just don't want to exclude people who may not want to go to a Christian school. So I'm not. I'm kind of up in the air. But one way or the other, I'm either going to start my own or I'm going to help somebody who's got one already. But I want to make it as easy for you to get your kids and your grandkids out of government schools. Because they're they're poison. Bill, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you?
3: Thanks, Gary. Hey, you're uh, you're hitting a topic that's close to home for me. Um, So I did an event this past weekend in St. Louis. Uh, This is the beginning of the week. It's called National School Choice Week. And tomorrow uh, from noon to 1 and and Wednesday from noon to 1, they're having an hour-long presentations from area charter schools. uh, And they're going to have Caleb Rowden speaking and, and numerous other senators and legislators. But they have a motto. It's called Dollar Follow the Scholar. Yeah. And and it's not just Christian schools. So the event that I was at on Saturday was an open house for charter schools throughout the St. Louis area. And there must have been 30 of them there. And the kids came out and they performed, showed their, 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 their talent from either playing orchestra to uh, cheerleading events to a stomp group but these these kids have lots of talent and here's the one thing that i took from all of this is they're all honor roll students these kids are accountable for their grades and and it's a much, but it's not that they weren't i don't think there was one christian school at this event not and i i, I sent my kids to a private christian school so i obviously I don't have a problem with that, but it's not just Christian-based schools. These are charter Uh, schools.
0: I'm not sure if the law has changed, but as far as I know, and somebody can call and correct me on this, we don't have any charter schools in central Missouri. I think they're only in Kansas City and St. Louis.
3: Yeah, I think by law they're prohibited. My thing is, though, Gary, I sent my kids to Holias High School, but I still pay pay property tax for JC High Schools. So at some point, you know parents that send their kids to a private school, uh, a Catholic school or a Christian school, Lighthouse pre- Lighthouse Preparatory or Helias or, or Lutheran, uh, Calvary Lutheran or, or any of the schools in Columbia that are considered private Christian schools, you know, the parents are still paying property taxes for the public school that at some point, I think they deserve a break.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, you're oh. getting double-nicked. Uh, one yep. for your and own it, choice all- and then one for the government.
3: All All because we want our
0: kids to have a better education. Yeah, and I think it's damned unfair. Bill, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, we'll kick this around just a little bit more. Uh, It says, uh, Gary, I'd like to discuss private education with you. We have a different 501c3, uh, not-for-profit, for for private schools. Maybe I can get behind that. Anyway, that's up next in your calls on the Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show. It's 1135. Glad to have you with us. It is The Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800 529 You can contact me uh, at uh, GaryNolan.com as well. i uh, got some interesting messages here that, uh, that I will get to. But let me uh, go to the phones on School Choice because that's what we were talking about. Uh, funding, uh, making it easier for parents to get their kids out of government schools. Jim, good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm great, Gary. Hey,
4: uh, I think rather than uh, what you were thinking about, uh, homeschool organization, um, non-for-profit, I I would prefer that you would start a political action committee for uh, school choice in Missouri. I I think there's a lot of... um, momentum for that in the state but i think it it's still going to need a, a a lot of support anyway right. that would be my choice
0: i think that would be an improvement it would be an improvement over what we have and i think you're right on that count the dollar followed the scholar the problem is i yep. still think taking your neighbor's money to educate your kids is immoral so i would support uh, that if nothing else ha- you know if nothing else i would support that absolutely you know, that's a step in okay, the right thanks. direction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fine. Okay. <laughs> All that's right, good. Jim. Thank you. Bye. But it, you, you understand it is, that is my, one of my biggest problems is that it's just immoral. It, you know, what about that 75 year old who's uh, paid for their house? They own it free and clear. Uh, and then they have to pay rent to the county so they can, so you can educate your kids. And when they, you know, on on their limited income, lose their house because they can't pay it, well, I think that's kind of ugly. Uh, Barb, good morning, how are you?
1: Good morning. Um, People need to look at what happened in Round Rock, Texas, uh, a couple of years ago, when 3,000 students were pulled out of their public school, school board members started to resign administrators started to resign because they were losing their funding they the loss of that many students and also sarah gonzalez of blaze tv has been fighting these drag shows for about two years and she has gone out um if kids are 18 and over she doesn't care they're taking toddlers to 17 she goes out and protests there's an organization set up in texas she will help any community set up their own organization to fight taking these children to these events. They've even been scheduled in churches in Texas. Oh for So on, yes. um, you know Texas was one of the first places they hit hard, and the people started fighting back and the same way with the schools, you know they started fighting back. The parents stood up, started fighting back. You know, when you lose three thousand students out of a school, it makes a difference. It gets attention.
0: Yep, and that's my goal. I want, I want as many kids out of those government schools as I can. So and that. I, I,
1: what CPS is next step? Are they going to take them uh, to a local bar and a strip club next? Well, so, what what are their next field trips?
0: Yeah, they won't take the the guys to the strip club. Just the girls. All right, <laughs> Barb. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the okay. Gary Nolan Show. Ah, uh, let's see. Reference the diversity event. If a church choir was brought in to sing Rock of Ages to their audience, there would have been held to pay. Diversity never seems to include anything touching on Christian values. Chad says, what about the teachers? Teachers cannot just quit their jobs and take less money to work for private schools, even if they would want to. Well, Chad, schools don't exist to provide an income to teachers. Schools exist to teach children and give the teachers an opportunity for employment. Uh, It's not there to create employment. It's it's not their job to do that. And as far as pay is concerned, supply and demand. Pay, employees, labor is no different than anything else that goes into the creation of a product or service if you want to build a car you got to find out how much steel and aluminum and plastic uh, and glass and labor they're all figured into the cost and all of those other elements uh, their price is based on supply and demand if we've got a huge supply of teachers and a limited demand they're not going to make as much You know, just like uh, people making hamburgers at McDonald's. They're not making a ton of money. And they shouldn't. till they work their way up the corporate ladder. Anyway, <clears throat> Chris, uh, the only reason a parent wants the government involved in their children's education is because they're too lazy or too stupid to do it themselves. Well, Chris, I, I think they are also just Brainwashed. You know, that's how they got educated, and that's how it's been going on for several generations, and they think it's the way it's done. And they think there's no other way to do it. It won't work if the government doesn't do it. Why, kids won't get an education if the government doesn't do it. They're wrong, but that's what they believe. Uh, It's not because they're, you know, lazy or anything. Uh, To the phones, Roy on the line. Good morning, sir.
4: Good morning, Gary. Yes, sir. I was reading a work of fiction and there was a novel idea in it and I thought I would share the idea. It was at a university level in the book which has no relation to anything um no correlation to any government we have right now but you would pay the student would have to pay a set tuition to enter the university for a semester or for a year or whatever. And at the end of that year the student would take an exam which would determine the price of tuition for the next semester. So if you, will, if you can get in, you get in. And if you apply yourself and actually learn, it gets cheaper. And if you're not learning anything, they just keep raising the price.
0: <laughs> until, you, until you leave them alone. Until you learn what learning is about. I don't think you got to go to all that pro- trouble, Roy. You just get the government out of education at university and, and high school and grade school levels. You know, you're not going to get me
4: to disagree with you about that, but the only thing a government is good for is making war. And when you get government involved in family and education, it's a civil war. And right now I do believe there is a war on the family.
0: I believe you're right. All right, Roy, thank you. Thanks. Glad to have you in the Gary Nolan. Sir, Gary, I recently retired, so I have time to get involved. Not sure what I can do, but I'm willing to volunteer if you decide to pursue the idea, and I can help in some way. Feel free to throw my name in some file uh, to use it if there is a need. Love your show. Thank you, sir. Uh, <clears throat> Desi, using MAP testing scores. Uh, let see, CPS fourth graders are being 20 to 28% at least proficient in math, reading, uh, 30% below that level of niche. Ranking schools in Missouri list CPS, Columbia Public Schools, 47% proficient in math, 42% reading. Yearwood has not addressed these results. Private marketplace would. Because if you found out your kid was doing that badly in private school, you'd pull them. And private schools wouldn't want to lose your money. So they'd find a way to fix it. The government won't. All right, uh, we got a couple more stories here, and we're we're the the clock is ticking. They're protesting. They're still these idiots are still protesting in front of Kavanaugh's house, and when you hear what they're saying, it re- it really galls me. They they're idiots, and they're burning Atlanta. And they're leftists. Both stories, leftists. That's next on The Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 1149. Glad to have you with us. So, uh, apparently, these uh, pro-baby-killing uh, uh, folks uh, they are still protesting the, uh, the Roe v. Wade reversal. They're still upset about it, and they're still protesting. And in front of Justice Kavanaugh's uh, home... This is their chant. Listen carefully to what they're saying.
3: Cut his, the court.
1: Cut, his the court. Cut his time short. A rapist should not rule the court. Cut his time short. A rapist should
0: not rule the court. Cut his time short. A rapist should not be on the court. So they're alleging that he is a rapist. Well, if, if they were watching what happened... When uh, it, and and the follow-up to what happened, when Kavanaugh was facing the grilling in the Senate, they would know he is not a rapist. They got no. They have absolutely no basis for that as, that assertion. The only thing they've got is a woman who says she was attacked, but she doesn't know when. She doesn't know where. She didn't tell any of her friends. Uh The only thing that she remembers in her entire childhood. Is that allegedly Kavanaugh is responsible? That's all they've got, and yet they're running around prancing and chanting like they've got, you know, like they've got some insight the world doesn't have that he is a rapist and shouldn't be on the court. Yet you know, it, it makes me physically want to get violent. It really does take a lot for me to get to the point where I want to get physically violent, but I—I'm telling you, this is getting—it's getting to the point where I—I I can't stand it. It's pure lunacy. Pure lunacy. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I don't always agree with Kavanaugh. Really, I don't. I, I find myself on uh, opposite ends of uh, several positions that he's taken. Uh, some things I agree with. But because they disagree with him, they're going to besmirch his reputation and and assert positively that he is a rapist. And it's dark out. I mean, it's it shows that it's clearly in the evening when they are protesting. Isn't that disturbing the peace? Why aren't the police arresting these idiots? jeez, these people are crazy maker they really they are they're crazy making um, Atlanta is in trouble. Uh, apparently they are trying to build a, a, a police training center and these protesters and they're not they're not Republicans, I guarantee you. Uh, are out there protesting. And in fact, one of these protesters was uh, armed with a gun and shot a police officer. January 18th, officers attempting to clear the site of the future facility. A uh, police officer gave verbal commands. This guy allegedly replied by shooting a Georgia state patrol trooper. He got himself killed in the ensuing exchange of fire. As my father would say, you play with the bull you, you play with the bull you get the horns. You shoot at a cop expect to be shot at two. Police said in a statement that the projectile recovered from the trooper's wound matched this guy's Smith and Wesson M&P Shield 9mm handgun. Now, that death of that assailant sparks a rioting that has consumed downtown Atlanta in violence. Uh, These leftists are protesting and burning things. That's what they do. And, you know, the irony is that most of the people they're arresting don't even live in Atlanta or even Georgia. They got people coming in to protest... From Washington, the state of Washington. You know what that tells me? That tells me Antifa. That's that's who's who's doing this. A handful of people have been arrested so far. Um it, it, they ought to arrest them all. They, they shouldn't let anybody get away with this. And I blame the Democrats. I blame the left for this. Uh, These people are coming in from all over the country to protest. If you know what, if, if folks in Atlanta have a problem with this, let them protest. Do it peacefully. See if you've got some legal action you can take. If you don't, get the hell out of the way. Uh... These uh, these people are getting way out of hand, and they need to stop. Um, before I forget, tomorrow uh, we will have uh, Jennifer Bukowski on the program, and as you know, she uh, she brings in hot current events with her own opinion, and it's uh, fun. I always enjoy having her on. Um, I don't have time. I got this World economic Forum thing about uh, the economy, and I'm, I'm I just I only have about two or three minutes, so I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to it, but I'll try and get to it tomorrow. Uh, Jim says, Gary, another example of the government's unwarranted involvement is when the government tried to help the small farmer several decades ago. All they did was eliminate the small farmer. Oh, you're talking about farm subsidies. Because it's usually the big farms The big corporate farms That get the money Look Anytime the government Comes in to help And I'm I'm starting to remember the Reagan quote uh, They are the problem Anytime they come in To help by lowering the prices You can be sure the cost Will go up It's It's just what government does because it's not their job. They they can't run anything efficiently. Do you remember when they, they took over that house of ill repute in Nevada? I think it was called the Bunny Ranch or something. It was a legal house of ill repute. And the government took it over. And they lost money. How do you lose money under those circumstances? They... Um, they can't do anything efficiently. It's just not in the nature of government. It's it's much easier to spend when you don't have to earn. You, know, you give me a, a, a $150 million lottery ticket, and I guarantee you I am going to spend like there's no tomorrow. It's not my money. I didn't earn it. But if I did, well, then I'd be really, really careful with how I spend it. And that's what the government dilemma is. They get millions of dollars they didn't earn. It never gets cut off. It, the, the money train never slows down. So they keep spending it and doing so irresponsibly. That's how you got these crappy schools. That's how you got the the uh, the the cost and efficiency in health care going through the roof. Going through the roof, inefficiency, rather, of health care. Because the government's there to help. Alright, uh, you want to send me a message go to GaryNolan.com uh, There's a place there uh, where you can also, if you're interested in homeschooling, I have a link there uh, We talked about it on Friday and, and uh, a caller mentioned it uh, earlier today they were looking for a way to uh, uh, to get engaged with their children homeschooling. The link is at GaryNolan.com uh, It's a Ron Paul event and we uh, Boy, if, if there's anything Ron and Rand Paul stand for, it's constitutionally limited government. It's going to be good. Um, these, these government schools are poisoning your children. They're poisoning them. Just because you're forced to pay doesn't mean it's the place to go with your kids. Glenn Beck is coming up. Sean Hannity is coming on board. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap.
2: You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Glenn, baby. Howdy, I'm coming home.